Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up this Friday to bring you some sports. Let's talk about it. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, hit us up. Your emails, Today at gmail.com. We'll take your derby picks and your playoff thoughts. Also, RayandTayToday.com, Instagram, Twitter. We got some cool stuff on the Instagram and Twitter, so check us out at RayandTayToday. Also, iTunes and YouTube. Ray, before we get to these playoffs, the baseball and the derby, I got to ask you: with the rookies going to, um, you know, their little mini camps this weekend, and you know, we know we wish Randall Jet well with the Green Bay Packers. Two questions, though. One, and I don't know if you knew this, Ezekiel Elliott is wearing number 21 for the Dallas Cowboys. How do you feel about that? Why? Who's who's supposed to be retired at number 21? That's prime time, baby. That's yeah, but prime time was a cowboy for a minute. You know what I mean? I know. He, was, he, he spent more time with the Falcons and, you know, not as much time. I guess he spent a couple of years with the Niners and then with the Ravens. So yeah. I don't reserve number 21 for prime time. I mean, good but, for him. No, I mean, and it's 22. I just don't think 21 is a running back number. That's like a defensive back number. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a little that's a little strange. That wasn't even his number in college. So, uh I, whatever. You know what? That number, if that number does it for you, go for it. And then also, this one will warm your heart. Because they were talking about Carl Joseph going to the Raiders, and it reminds them of Bob, you know, everybody says, oh, he kind of plays like Bob Sanders and other guys. But guess who the defensive back coaches? My man from Purdue, Rod Woodson of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is the coach for the Raiders in the defensive backfield. How good wow. is that? That's awesome. You, you know that? Purdue. I didn't know that. That was long ago. He was a track star at Purdue doing the 110 hurdles in addition to playing football. That's pretty good. I mean, look, Rock good for him. Him, man. He's good for him, and he played safety and corner. So he's got yes, he skills and also return man. So he, he, knows, he knows about playing in the secondary. But uh, that's great. A Hall of Famer. A Hall of Famer. So let's but you jump know what, into though, it. A lot man. of times those great players are not great coaches, though. No, I you're hope, right. I hope, I hope he's a great coach because uh, typically it's not the superstar players that make the best coaches. Well, maybe it's a little bit better in football than it is in basketball. Basketball doesn't work out, and we'll get to that right away with Larry Bird <laughs> firing Frank Vogel and basically saying, look, Every three years, we need a new coach because the players tune the, uh, the head coach out. I don't know if that's fair or true. I'd rather Larry Bird say, uh, I want to play more like the Warriors, and Frank wants to play like, you know, that 93 Knicks. So what do you think about that, and what direction should the Pacers go 
for this new team and their new style that Larry Bird wants? Who would you like to see to be their next head coach? You know, at first I thought that this was bad for Frank Vogel, and I was sorry for him, but the more I think about it, it's the best thing for him because I thought he should have been signed to a contract extension. They gave him a big, burly team three years ago, four years ago, I guess, and then Larry Bird decided to get rid of everybody and then go small and have Paul George play the four. And the only year that Vogel didn't make the playoffs was last year when, obviously, Paul George, PG-13, went down playing USA Basketball in that uh, exhibition game. So, to me, if your GM doesn't have your back, then get out of there. So, in some ways, I'm relieved for Frank Vogel because I think he's a really good coach and he needs to land somewhere where he's appreciated. So, putting that aside, the Pacers... If they're going small, I don't know where they go. I mean, because this new small ball is is kind of a new NBA phenomenon, you know. Uh, Mark Jackson was the pre-architect of this Golden State Warriors team. So if everybody's trying to be like the Warriors, and Mark Jackson also has some ties to Indiana, so maybe you, you give Action Jackson a look. Um, maybe you look at some college kids. I mean, I don't know – if Larry Bird, the consummate NBA guy, is going to bring in a college guy like a Kevin Ollie, I don't know. Uh, Kevin Ollie did play 13 years in the NBA, so so he's not exactly, you know, he's not Brad Stevens. Um, he did rule out Kevin McHale, though. He said it'd be too weird for yeah. my guy, friend. coach for me. Yeah. So I don't know, but it, it comes down to Larry Bird because Larry Bird changed the roster on this team, so. You're going to do that. You better find yourself a coach that you're in sync with because obviously you weren't with Frank Vogel and through no fault of Vogels because I thought he was a fine coach. I wouldn't mind having him on the Knicks. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, and the Knicks officially haven't hired Rambis and Phil Jackson's gone on vacation and there's no word if uh, Dolan's going to allow him to hire Rambis. So that's weird. The Rockets are looking at Van Gundy and uh Paul Silas's son, I think Stephen Silas. That's interesting. Van I Gundy see again? Yeah, I know. I could see. They, well, they're giving him an interview, and same that Sacramento job. They've interviewed like thirty guys, so maybe Frank Vogel could go to Sacramento or Houston. I say Mark Jackson to Indiana, and I could also see Brian Shaw. We talked about that off air because Brian Shaw, I think, would do well and was there before as an assistant. So. Brian Shaw might not get another chance, though. I think he as will. A, I think everybody knows a Denver coach, with a bunch of knuckleheads that didn't. Maybe he has to be an assistant again. I don't know. Maybe he could be, you know, he likes the triangle. He could be in New York. I'd take Brian Shaw over Rambus. I don't or know. but Frank Vogel. Yeah. Let's get into these playoffs, man. I mean, obviously, tonight we got two game threes. Um, last night... It was interesting to see the Raptors tie it up. Both games have gone into overtime. We spoke about it off air. Ray, DeRozan and Lowry, they played better, but they're still struggling. If it wasn't for Jonas Valanciunas, I mean, they would have been down 0-2 at home. But he had a great performance. was all over the court. I, um, I'm not too impressed with Toronto. I think Miami will win this series probably in six. 
And if Wade and Drogic shoot a little bit better, you know, they might beat them in five. I, I'm not too, I don't know. What do you, are Lowry and DeRozan just regular season players or are they not clutch? I mean, what, what is it that's happening here? Cause they've got to play consistently much better for the Toronto Raptors to have a chance. I don't know. It's hard to read because DeMar DeRozan is a star and He's missing free throws. He's taking bad shots. Kyle Lowry's just missing. And he went <laughs> to the gym, and, and you could say that's nerves or jitters, but it's not his first time in the playoffs. So it's a little disturbing. I, I, I'm not ready to press the panic button just yet, but I am a little concerned. And you're right, Jonas Valanciunas saved them um, from themselves because they were up, and they should have been up 20 in the first 12, 14, 15 minutes because Miami was playing that badly. And frankly, that's another disturbing sign that at home they couldn't put away a team that was turning it over and couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. So they were relying on, you know, Hassan Whiteside and a little bit of Joe Johnson to keep them in the game. I mean, Winslow was giving them nothing. Dragic, Dragic, I guess, is, is, is the third guy, right? Uh, Winslow was giving them nothing. Wade was giving them nothing. They, was get, they were getting nothing off the bench. So Toronto is lucky to win that game, but, and it took Valanciunas in the, at the second half of the fourth quarter to, to, to get them back in it and actually take the lead. So, you know what? I'm worried. If, if you're a Toronto fan, I mean, I'm not panicked about DeRozan and Lowry because I think they'll bounce back. But as a team at home, you got to play better than that, especially down 0-1. No, definitely. And we'll see how that continues. I'm looking forward to, obviously, look, OKC Spurs is split. That play comes on tonight. And the Cavs over the Hawks, we'll talk about that one first, finish the Eastern Conference. 25 three-pointers. It looks like a well-oiled machine. And I really feel that the Cavs are well on their way to – dominating the Eastern Conference, whether they play Miami or Toronto, because both of those teams seem to be inconsistent. Um, you get spurts from Joe Johnson as well. How impressed are you with the Cavs? I mean, 25 threes might not ever happen again. They just broke the Warriors record, which was 21, which was set this year, right? Just last week. So the Cavs they not broke only the shooting, NBA record for threes I in the know. game, whether it's postseason, yeah. preseason, or you know, at summer league like summer league. To watch. It's, uh, um, it's impressive. You know what? This Cavs team, like I said all year, they're not going to run into anybody until the finals. And I said they'd sweep the Hawks, and I thought maybe they'd lose in five, or maybe they'd win in five. But I, you know, I could see them sweeping this round. I could see them sweeping the next round. So. It, for me, it's just about staying in the moment and staying healthy for the Cavs because really their competition doesn't come until the finals. That's how weak uh, the gap or, or how big the gap is between the Cavs and the next team in the Eastern Conference. So your confidence with Tyron Lu and now Love and Kyrie, Jr. everybody's starting to really get into the groove are they, you think they're ready to go six, seven games with Spurs, Thunder, or Warriors? As ready as they'll ever be. They've got the roster. 
They've played together for a year. Uh, unfortunately for them, you know, midway through the year they changed coach. Uh, but this is this is this is the team, and they better do well because you know with all these opt outs and opt ins and all this stuff, uh, you know, if they lose four zip four one. My cousin's um, playing on the team. <laughs> oh my God! If they lose four zero four one in the finals. That whole stir is going to start up again. You know, do they this have NBA the NBA offseason, Ray, is going to be crazy. Because let's say they did, and let's say the Spurs embarrass OKC. I mean, what if LeBron and Durant were like, let's just meet up together in L.A.? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, who knows what could happen? Who? I mean, honestly, well, we it's all also have these. more complicated by the fact that you have this salary cap going up next year and the year after. So Kevin oh, yeah. Durant, financially, it doesn't make sense for him to sign a contract, a long-term contract. Even if he wanted to stay in OKC, he should sign that two-year deal, opt out after With one, the and then be a free agent summer of next year. So not only is it interesting to see what happens this year, but it, it's really interesting to see if these players start talking to themselves, like you say, maybe we'll meet up next year. Or you, you do your thing in Cleveland, I'll do my thing in OKC, and we'll meet up in L.A. Because or I, DC I think or the max Houston. contract, the max deal, I think, is $25 million this summer, and then I think next summer it goes up to 30 yeah, so you do Which that. Which only two on or three guys might deal. get that. Four or five okay, guys. Okay, but really. if you're Kevin Durant, you do that on a six-year deal. That's another thirty million guaranteed for doing nothing. That's the thing; it doesn't cost you anything. I mean, God forbid if you have a a career-ending injury, but you can't live like that, right? So you take insurance out on your legs and 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 you roll, and you try it's one more year with Westbrook. So what happens game three? What do you think tonight? Spurs at OKC. I think we both think the Cavs will take the Hawks. Hawks could get lucky and get one game, but this might be a four-game sweep. I said five originally, but we'll see. Tonight, does OKC keep the momentum and, and put it on the Spurs? Because they look good. I don't, I don't think so. I think you give Pop three days, he's going to come up with some kind of schematics that is mm-hmm. going to – confused OKC. Uh, The only thing OKC does consistently better than, well, Ibaka's been hitting his threes, which is actually very uh, tough to defend. But then again, he's got got to deal with LaMarcus on the other side. But the only thing that they do consistently is when Russell Westbrook's on the court, he's unguardable. So you've got to make Kawhi guard him. You got to make Danny Green guard him. You got to make uh, you because know, he's just too much for Tony Parker. So you got to make the, the bigger guys at least keep him in front of him, make him pull up and shoot jumpers. Uh, but I, I like OKC uh, to give them a run. But I think it'll be like that regular season game in OKC where they'll play tight and then San Antonio just out executes down the stretch. So I like, I like too much for everybody. Could you for honestly, everybody. if you had to break it down? Isn't he kind of like how, like, some people say, like, LeBron is like, you know, like Jordan on steroids in terms of, like, the athletic size. But Russell, not necessarily so much bigger, but he's almost like the futuristic Gary Payton. Do you know what I mean? Gary Payton, that's interesting. Um, So, Gary Payton never scared you 
offensively like he does. Uh, Gary Payton is no, a great no, assist guy, and he, he ran his team. He's, he's like Gary Payton on defense, I'll give you that. He's kind of like Jason Kidd on offense when he passes, and then he's like, um, who's a big guard who is a great finisher? Um uh, you know, a point guard who could finish. I mean, because cause he could finish. That's the thing. You, Kevin Johnson. You Kevin Johnson could finish. Kevin Johnson, for a little guy, finished really well. So, yeah, so Ooh. maybe he's Kevin Johnson finishing, Jason Kidd passing, and Gary Payton defending. I mean, this guy really is, is unbelievable. He, he, you know, and, and you want to see this guy win because you hate to see all that talent and not have him win something. But he's just his God God given talent. Like he and LeBron are just in in a in a in a category of their own. Just physically so gifted and just a pleasure to watch. But what's so amazing is we didn't know that at UCLA. Nobody really. I mean, we saw Russell. You know what? People did though. People did. I think he was. People from LA, I should say, were like, "Yo, did you see this kid? Even in high school, he was running with NBA players. He was running with with." Uh, uh, basketball players from the L.A. area, Colby, you know, people that were playing in L.A. Um, He was playing with Darren Collison, so he wasn't playing as many minutes. And maybe that the tempo wasn't as, as, uh, you know, prolific. It's a lot like, you know what it's a lot like? It's a lot like um, Kevin Johnson at Cal. Remember when he came out of Berkeley? Nobody knew he was this athletic. They were like, oh, he's pretty good. He can shoot. He can run a team. Yeah, they thought he was a fast point guard. This guy's a manimal. So I guess it's just college, the nature of college, the systems. Also, he's a freshman and sophomore. He was just growing into his own physically. But, yeah, this guy is just unbelievable. And he didn't quite have that handle yet. He really improved his handle. And that's the key to basketball. I tell young kids, you know, play and work and and try to tell my son, what makes Curry so great and can make any player so great on the basketball court once you have got both hands, dribble with your head up, you don't even look down at the ball ever, and you have that natural feel for it, and basketball is a game of rhythm, and you can sort of see the whole you know, court and pass it, you can do almost whatever you want on a basketball court. And I think Curry enables that and, and defines that. You see that with him because his handle is so elite. It's almost like he can't – you know, Kyrie's like that. Kyrie can get anywhere on the court. You know, so yeah, young and, kids and work kudos, on your handle. <laughs> well, and kudos to Curry too, because Curry stayed in school another yeah. year specifically to move to the point guard position and to work on his handle, knowing but that he's gotten he better since he's been NBA. with the Warriors. And he's gotten better. Yeah, yeah. it started at Davidson the recognition because yeah. you know what, Steph Curry could have done nothing to improve his game. And not not to disrespect, but he could have been his father, right? He could have just been a guy who shoots, a guy who comes off screens and shoots. Maybe a starter, maybe a bench player. He could have been that guy. But he decided, right. you know what? I'm a, I'm going to work on my game, work on my handle, and now he's you know now he's the best player in the NBA. So good for him. Yeah, definitely. So Warriors Saturday, Blazers. Did they just go up 3-0? Does Steph play? I say he shouldn't play. Wait till a clinching no, he, game. They announced recently that just uh, within the hour or two that Steph's not playing game three. So okay, he's good. out for game three. That's what I thought. And I'll be interested to see. I mean, for me, I, look, Toronto's – I mean, 
Portland is going to play better at home. We all know playoffs role players play much better at home. Can they get one? If the Warriors are not shooting good and there's no staff, can the Blazers get one at home? I think they can. I think so, too. I mean, again, it's a 48-minute game because they really dominated for 40 minutes of the 48. But you know what? I think they can take one in the Rose Garden. I do. Uh, They're they're good enough, and you take Steph Curry away – that means that really, I mean, Draymond can hit some shots, but really you're worried about Clay Thompson. And if you can make life difficult for Clay and you can have him, you know, we always used to say you live by the jumper, you die by the jumper. So you make them live by the jumper, and hopefully you're up five or six and, and they take a couple bad threes and you grab rebounds, hit free throws, and you win the game. So I'm going to say yes. They only win one, though. They win one in Portland and then they'll lose in game five back in Oakland. Yeah, and I I think that's going to be the situation. So real quick, you know, we're doing just a quick half an hour show. Tampa is up 2-1 on my Islanders. I think the Islanders tie it up. But my question is more so, does Washington stay alive on Saturday? Can they beat the Penguins and they're down 3-1? Is this a total collapse if they if they don't? Get it back to a game seven with Alex. Staying alive, staying alive. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yes, they'll be staying alive. Uh, I think this will go seven. I really do. I really? think that they'll win today. They'll win in Pittsburgh on Tuesday. Uh, sorry, Pittsburgh's on Saturday, playing great, win. and Crosby, Crosby hasn't even done that much yet. I think the Penguins beat them in, in six. You think so? Okay, well, maybe that's my and, heart pulling for the Capitals, no, who had the no. best regular season by far. Ovechkin needs to do his thing. Um, Nikki Backstrom, Carlson. I want this Washington team, so maybe maybe I'm pulling for them, and I want to see a better series than than to go out for one. Even if they lose, they really need to put up now a better the, series. Than but that. the West, both those series are two two. Dallas and uh, St. Louis, and Dallas is back at home for Game Five, and then um, San Jose is back at home for Game Five against Nashville. I think both of these could go seven. Do you think San Jose and Dallas are in the driver's seats in the Western Conference? So I don't think – I think like you said, I think they'll both go seven. I don't think anybody's in the driver's seat. I think it's uh, – you know, you're as good as your goaltender. Uh, home ice means the least in hockey. In hockey, yeah. You get, you get that last shift change, but it doesn't really matter. It's all about who's in goal, how you do on the power play, and how you defend the power play. So to me, these, are, these will go seven, and – Looking for great hockey, you know. Um, yeah. Jamie Ben is is the man, and he's he's tearing it up in Dallas. But you know what? The 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 um, the Blues are are scoring as well. So I like both of these games. It would be nice to see San Jose. Uh, you know, Nashville doesn't really have a history of hockey, so they're one of those expansion teams. So always keep my eye on them, but I feel like San Jose's been knocking on the door, knocking and knocking and knocking on the door, and you want them to blow the door down eventually. No, definitely. So before we get into the Kentucky Derby, some quick baseball. Obviously, I don't know if this has ever happened, but you've got, you know, the best records meeting up, White Sox, Red Sox this weekend, and Cubs Nationals. Um, You know, it's, it's great to see great baseball but the real story, so A-Rod is on the DL, but the real story is 
you know, the PEDs and, you know, investigating that potentially there could be more players um, waiting to hear on that after, you know, your boy got the 80 game suspension. Gordon, do you feel like we're going to find out that there's more guys doing stuff? And what do you think about these series this weekend? Oh, Sabathia's on the DL now. Oh, God. The Yankees are – I and told you. It's great, oh. too. Sabathia went no. under – I'm telling you. But I kept saying that. I said the Yankees are going to break down in July and August. No. Well, they're breaking down in May. But old teams <laughs> break down. That's why the Yankees yeah. are terrible. You know, you need to blow the – No, they got to rebuild. And we have nobody in the farm system. It's depressing. But let's talk about it. The Cubs, Nationals, White Sox, Red Sox, who do you like for these series this weekend? So I like the Red Sox. Uh, well, the the um, the Red Sox are playing the Yankees this this uh, this weekend. So I, I I hope our Yankees are able to bounce back. But no, I thought uh, Sunday night baseball is Cubs White Sox. I mean, I mean Red Sox White Sox. No, no, Red Sox Yankees. Red Sox Yankees this weekend. Oh, okay. So they start they start tonight. Yeah, they start tonight. Oh, they were and playing they go Red each Sox. other the last couple of games. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, but it, but it is it's Nationals and Cubs, and that's the those are the two best records in baseball. Twenty one and six Cubs against the nineteen and nine Nationals, so that's definitely uh, one to see. And I, you know what? That I think those two teams are going to go back and forth. Uh, the Mets are going to be in the mix as well, um, but I have a sneaky suspicion the Nationals might win might win the, the NL East. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, actually, they're playing right now. Wow, I didn't realize that they, that they had a, they had such an early start. So Nats are up two nothing on the Cubs, by the way. Um, so they're there you go. they're yep they're all. Well, you running. also have Blue Jays, Dodgers. That's another um, good you know good series. Uh, Rangers, um, Tigers, and of course the old and NL Central Pirates, St. Louis. So a lot of good baseball to watch on you know Mother's Day weekend. Look out for Mom Dukes. Do your do do the do the right thing. Take care of Mom Dukes, and um, and and our wives because they are the mothers of our children. So we wish a happy Mother's Day to them. And Kentucky Derby, man, you know um, what? What are you looking at? Let's give our win, place, and show. Um, you want to break down some of the odds of the front runners? We got a three to one. So. Everybody's favorite to win, including the betting public, Nyquist is the three to one favorite. Yeah. Right? And then you go to Exaggerator. Exaggerator as an eight to one. Creator and Gunrunner are both ten to ones. Mm-hmm. And then you got more spirit, Brody's curse are twelve to one. And then you start talking about a bunch at fifteen to one. So yeah, and even twenty. Yeah. About four or five horses that you figure are the favorites, with Nyquist being the heavy favorite at three to one. So I can't go with Nyquist. I can't. You know, nah, I need to go I with can't. some. No, nah, I can't do it. I need to go with some underdog action. So okay, I'm going to say, out of the six spot, my man Sam, twenty to one. I'll say my man Sam. <laughs> Is that in honor of our boy Sammy G? Sammy Gant? Sam the delivery man. man. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say my man Sam, and then I'm going to say exaggerator place, and then Nyquist shows. So my man Sam, 
twenty to one, Exaggerator eight to one, and then Nyquist three to one. Hmm. Okay. That's what I got. I'll, I'll buy that for a dollar exaggerator. That's that's a good one. Well, I'm not going Nyquist either, but you went for them. Um, you went for them for the show. I probably put them into place, but to win it all, you know, I'm gonna go little little outside the box here. And I see there's so many interesting horses, but for some reason, ten to one. I like Creator. I think Creator is going to get it done. I think Nyquist will come in place. And to show, I'm going with more of an outsider, 20 to 1, sudden breaking news. I like that. I like that. I like that. And they, they, sudden breaking news could wind up uh, winning the whole thing, but that's outside, but I got them in the, you know, so I'm going creator Nyquist and sudden breaking news. That's, that's I think right. uh, the, the way to go. Look, it's going to be a, a fun weekend. You never know what Tro- Trojan nation might do something too. Um, and the first hole there. So you never know with that one, but that's 50 to one. So that have to really hold it down. So listen, Great sports weekend, basketball, hockey, Happy Kentucky Mother's Derby. Day. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby. Day. Get a mint julep if you need yeah. to. I'd like a mint julep. <laughs> Hope everybody enjoyed Cinco de Mayo. You know, that was fun. You know, it's so fun. I didn't get my Corona. I was too busy with the kids. I wanted to have my little uh, mini Corona, but, you know, got so many kids, you forget to even have a relax and have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy to even remember to have a beer that I bought. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway. Well, get one, get a, drink it this weekend. All yeah, right, have a great sports weekend, and we'll see everybody back on Monday. See you Monday. Good luck to all the rookies.